The US stocks rallied on strong economic data yesterday, but that move was a bit tricky really as strong economic data calls for a more aggressive monetary policy tightening from the Federal Reserve and from the other central banks around the world, which could then backfire on stock valuations and stock appetite if, of course, the inflation data doesn't ease as wanted. But for now, it looks like inflation numbers around the world are going toward the right direction. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So US stocks shrugged off the early week pessimism on the back of a set of strong economic data released yesterday in the US and interestingly that didn't uh, really boost appetite in oil. I'll come back to that later but the fact that the stocks rallied yesterday on strong US economic data while the Federal Reserve continues showing its teeth quite aggressively has been a bit tricky really because normally and I say normally you would have actually expected the investor sentiment to be dampened by good and strong economic data as a result of more hawkish Federal Reserve expectations and the pricing of it in the market but it has not been the case yesterday yet the durable goods orders in the US rose along with strong jobs data in the US this is another sign that the US businesses are not in cash saving mode at all right now Richmond manufacturing index fell less than expected, house prices in the US recovered and house sales beat expectations last month as well in line with the rest of the strong data from the US housing market that we saw over the past few weeks. US consumer confidence also jumped more than expected in the month of June to the highest level that we saw since the beginning of last year, so since the beginning of 2022. So you're asking what's going on? Why isn't the US economy responding to the federal reserves aggressive interest rate hikes right that remains a question that's hanging in the air obviously for the markets and for the fed but what is sure is that the latest economic data will get the federal reserve even more aggressive on its interest rate policy if of course inflation doesn't continue easing as wanted the thing is there is no guarantee of slower inflation when the rest of the economic data is so strong but this didn't seem to be a worry for stock investors at yesterday's trading session perhaps 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 because inflation data from some big, big economies around the world like Australia, Canada and the UK were kind of encouraging yesterday. So stock markets gained as a result. The S&P 500 jumped more than 1% at yesterday's trading session. Nasdaq rallied almost 2% while the Russell 2000 index advanced around 1.5%. And I would like to open a little, little parenthesis just here at this moment of this episode. So even though the big and the small caps seem to be doing well these days, the stars of the ample liquidity environment are falling one after the other because this time Lordstown, you know, one of the rising stars of the electric vehicle startup bubble back in 2021 and which was once trading near $500 per share actually filed for bankruptcy yesterday. So the stock price fell more than 17% to around $2.30 a share from $500 to $2.30 a share. So the letter means that the days where you could just buy anything 
anything and everything in the market and just wait for the magic to operate are well gone at this point. Anyway, zooming out of Lordstown, the US two-year yield remained flat around the 4.75% mark. The US 10-year yield remained flat as well, 100 basis points below the two-year yield. The dollar index remained below the 50-day moving average. And was that because the hawkish Federal Reserve pricing went just too, too far over the past couple of weeks and then investors are now you know, taking some profit despite the good and strong economic data that should boost hawkish Fed expectations? Or have people just lost faith in Federal Reserve's ability to push the US economy into recession? I don't know that. It was a bit bizarre yesterday. But what I know is if the Federal Reserve wants to wreck haywalk in the economy, well, it will do so. So yesterday's optimism on good and strong economic data was a bit surprising to me. Keep that in mind. And you know what? The Bank of International Settlements, which is based here in Basel in Switzerland, and which is actually known as the central bank of the central banks, warned yesterday that the final stretch of the monetary policy tightening around the world will likely be the toughest with some surprises on the way. So you're asking what kind of surprises? Well, it could be another banking crisis. It could be some real estate chaos. It could be another financial crisis. We will see that. But today, the Federal Reserve will be revealing the results of its latest bank stress test. And if they actually see no issue with the banks, well, they will actually keep pushing the interest rates higher until something breaks. Now, beyond the US, we had some good news. That's good. The Australian inflation fell to a 13-month low and the Canadian inflation fell also more than expected by analysts. Both are a sign that the central bank's efforts to pull price pressures lower is actually paying off. Now, the Aussie dollar was sharply sold below its 50-day moving average, which stands near the 0.6680 level, while the USD CAD rebounded off a fresh low since September on the back of soft inflation data and a 2% fall in crude oil prices yesterday. I don't really understand actually why crude oil dropped at yesterday's trading session while equities, which is another risk asset, didn't really care about potentially higher interest rates in the US due to strong economic data, right? Plus, the Chinese premier actually pledged to reach the 5% growth target and the US crude inventories fell by 2.4 million barrels last week, according to the latest API report uh, released yesterday. So those are two factors that could have actually Actually brought some oil bulls back to the market yesterday, but 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 American crude is now preparing to test the $66.80 support if broken, the sell-off in oil could extend toward the $74 per barrel level, and if not, it would be a triple bottom formation near the $67 per barrel level, and depending on the overall risk appetite, we could actually see a minor rebound in oil prices. But I still think that the $73 to $74 region, where we find the 50 and 100-day moving averages, should act as a solid resistance to any rally in oil at this stage. Now, across the Atlantic Ocean, some encouraging news came in as well regarding inflation and it is that the British shop prices slipped to 8.4% this month and that's down from 9% recorded in May. So that was the sharpest decline in British shop prices since the end of 2021 when these prices just took a lift and you know what? It was not thanks to the Bank of England's interest rate hikes, but it was because Tesco, Sainsbury's, uh, Asda and Morrison's were all 
asked to behave in their pricing strategy to prevent these retailers, these British retailers, from passing the higher costs and higher wages in the UK onto their final clients more than necessary. So it's possible that Jeremy Hunt rolling up his sleeves would be more effective to bring inflation down in the UK than any Bank of England rate hike at this stage. All the BOE has achieved so far is chaos in the UK's home market and nothing else. Now, the good news is that... Rishi Sunak and Mr. Jeremy Hunt have all the motivation in the world to bring inflation in the UK down at least by half if they don't want to be minced at next year's election in the UK. The bad news is, or the challenging news is, if they don't achieve fast results, well, they will still be minced in the elections because the Bank of England will actually continue hiking the interest rates. And that will obviously leave millions and millions of households facing an enormous rise in their housing costs, in their mortgage costs. And even a 12-month grace period won't relieve the pain because that's simply kicking the can down the road. Anyway, cable rebounded from below 1.27 level at yesterday's trading session. The soft US dollar for I don't know why, health keeping sterling flow yesterday, but I believe that if today's bank stress test in the US comes in strong enough, the US dollar could regain some strength on hawkish Fed expectations. Against the euro, sterling is losing some momentum as the European Central Bank remains as decided to hike the interest rates in the eurozone and the Bank of England is, and in Japan, well, the weakness of the yen is unstoppable at this stage with such an irresponsive Bank of Japan facing inflation. But the softer the yen, the higher the risk of a direct FX intervention from the government. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke, and thank you for joining me, and thank you for all your supportive and interesting messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions, and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading